Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 19th installment of Painting the Corners with Anton Schindler, brought to you by 90.5 KCSU. In this week's episode, we're going to take a step away from the usual baseball stats and baseball history that we usually do, and do a full preview of the 2021 MLB season set to start on April 1st. We're going to break down all 30 teams in the MLB and make some predictions, some of which might be bold and controversial, and see who will be making the playoffs come October. Buckle up, folks. It's time for seven warm, glorious months of baseball. That's right. The long and cold offseason is finally over, and it's time for some real, blood-pumping, heart-stopping, anxiety-inducing <laughs> baseball. So let's get into it. First off, let's start with some of the changes that we'll see in the 2021 season. The most obvious is there will be 162 games once again this season, opposed to the 60 that we had last year. How did we make it through? But as far as the playoffs go, we saw a really cool experiment by the MLB in 2020, where the playoff field had been expanded to 16 teams quote-unquote making the dance so to speak. This year, however, it seems that the MLB has opted out of this expanded playoffs, putting it back down to just the top 10 teams in the league with respect to wildcard games and game 163s and everything like that as well. Now, this is a bit of a bummer, obviously, for those border teams because it means they'll have to really battle the big dogs to get a spot. Also, there's going to be an all-star game this year. Due to the pandemic, the All-Star Game was cancelled in 2020, meaning that we didn't get to see Jamie Foxx and Bill Nye the Science Guy swing for the fences in the Celebrity Softball Game. But, it's all returning this year in Atlanta at the Brave Stadium, Truist Park, on July 13th. This year, the MLB Draft will be held at some point during that All-Star Week as well. Supposedly, the MLB is currently considering moving the All-Star Game elsewhere, as the Georgia State government has made some controversial moves according to the MLB recently, but I'll let you know if it does end up moving anywhere. Otherwise, there will be no more Universal DH, just one staying in the American League like it's always been. However, on March 31st, the Players Association and Major League Baseball are in fact meeting to decide on the matter to decide if there will be a universal DH in the National League as well. So, once again, just like the All-Star Game thing, I'll let you know if that changes. Otherwise, all doubleheaders will continue to be seven-inning games in order to speed up the pace of the games. And, on top of that, just like last year, all extra-inning games will start with a base runner on second, Usually, whoever was last up at the plate the inning before, well, really for the same reason. The MLB rosters will stay at 26 players, which was expanded in 2020, and there will still be a satellite squad, which basically consists of MLB status bench players that will be located elsewhere. In the meantime, they'll continue to practice and train like they did last season, just in case they're needed for a game or two up in the majors. And that's about it. So now, let's get on to the predictions. I'll go by division, starting with the NL West, 
and work my way through the National League and then the American League for this part. The NL West will more than likely be a very competitive division, like it usually is, with two teams likely to stay at the top. Of course, I mean the reigning World Series championship, Los Angeles Dodgers, and the slam, or I mean San Diego Padres. Both of these teams are predicted to be top of the league, and frankly, top of baseball, with over 90 wins each. About 100 or so for the Dodgers. And for the NL West's sake, that's pretty much where it stops. The Rockies, Diamondbacks, and Giants are all expected to be well below 500, at least in Sports Illustrated's eyes. Which might be a halfway decent prediction because... Oh boy, the Dodgers and Padres are probably going to be very, very good this season. Next up, we go to the NL Central. There are big aspirations for the St. Louis Cardinals with their shiny new third baseman that, for some reason, I can't seem to remember the name of, followed extremely closely by the red-hot, of late, Milwaukee Brewers. We'll see if Christian Yelich and Josh Hader can take on the top of the division once again, and continue to frighten every pitcher and hitter in the National League. Next are the Cubs, who are predicted to stay at around 500 the entire season, especially now that Yu Darvish and John Lester have found employment elsewhere. As far as the Reds go, the loss of Trevor Bauer still stings, but not as bad as the predicted 57-105 and record of the poor, poor Pittsburgh Pirates. But... Hey, we do love an underdog story, don't we? On to the NL East, with once again little surprise in the top three. The Braves are predicted to lead the pack, as they were just one win away from beating the Dodgers in the National League Championship Series last year. Big things are hoping to come the Mets' way this year in the form of Francisco Lindor, the ex-Indian that seems to have fit himself into the organization like a laser-cut puzzle piece. Then, the Nationals, who have somewhat struggled to get back to the postseason after their World Series run, are looking to try once more under the bat of Juan Soto and the watchful and, let's be honest, rather intimidating look of Max Scherzer. Bryce Harper and the Phillies are still projected to hang onto a winning record as they try to break the NL's longest playoff drought, which just leaves the Miami Marlins down at the very bottom of the table, despite their pretty surprising shot at the playoffs last year. Alright, with the National League out of the way, let's move on to the American League. In the American League West, there's a bit of a surprising look to the standings that many baseball analysis have actually agreed on. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim have huge, huge aspirations for their pitcher slash slugger slash incredible baseball player Shohei Otani who took the league by storm just a year or two ago, coupled with one of the best baseball players of our time, as I mentioned in a few episodes of this podcast, Mike Trout. Rearing them close, however, will more than likely be the George Springerless Astros, who will still continue to play on as they have been. The Oakland Athletics will be the only other team to keep a winning record going into that season as both the Mariners and the Rangers are projected to lose close to 100 games once again. 
Another surprise that could come up this season is the battle for the American League Central title. The White Sox and their young and really rather impressive core could show up to have an amazing season as the team will be driven by none other than Tony La Russa, who will make his appearance for the first time with the team in 35 years. Next will be the boys with their eyes constantly in the air as the power bats of the Twins will surely continue to see balls flying out of the park left, right, and center. The Indians are third in the standings with a still more than impressive pitching staff with Shane Bieber, followed by the spring training league leader Kansas City Royals and the Detroit Tigers and their new manager A.J. Hinch, who is just a few years off of his World Series win with the Astros. And yes, I mean the controversial one. And finally, last but not least, the American League East. Now, it shouldn't surprise you that the Yankees are projected to be at the top of the division, especially because they have the American League's highest payroll. But I think that they should really watch in their rearview mirrors as the Toronto Blue Jays are once again very much a threat, thanks to their brand new big money acquisitions. Tampa Bay will more than certainly be in the runnings for a spot in the playoffs once again, even without the video game streamer Blake Snell on their side. The Red Sox hope to see a bit more success at Fenway than they did last season, and hope to stay above the Baltimore Orioles who are extremely happy, as we all are, to see Trey Mancini taking his rightful place back in the lineup after recovering from colon cancer. So what about the playoffs? I feel like I'm going to have a pretty bad guess here, much like I did last year. So don't expect to see any high-class analysis that you could definitely rely on. But hey, I'll give him my best shot. I think it's pretty safe to say that the Dodgers, the Padres, Yankees, Braves, Twins, Blue Jays, and White Sox will all more than likely make it to the postseason in one way or another. But, if you were counting on your fingers, like I just was, you would know that that's only seven teams. So, what other three will more than likely make it, and what two will give these teams a run for their money in the wild card? And this is very, very difficult. I think that there's a pretty good chance that the Mets will make it to the playoffs for the first time since 2015, technically 2016, when they lost in the wild card to the Giants. But the thing is, the Mets made a lot of good acquisitions over the offseason, including that Francisco Lindor pickup. And I think that that could see them towards the top. Now, I would assume that we'd see the Rays coming back with a vengeance as they were that close to winning it all less than a year ago. Now, although they lost some key players, their main core is still very much there with the names Randy Arozarena and whatnot, and honestly, they look hungry. But now we get to a team that, man, I really can't tell with the Astros. Now, I have to imagine that the Houston Astros are still pretty pissed off with the way that their team has been treated, with reason, since their cheating scandal from a few years ago. 
And I feel that they still need to prove to themselves and their fan base and really the entire Major League Baseball community that they can still do very well, even without any trash cans or video feeds or buzzers in sight. Now, the Houston Astros were very close to doing this last year as they actually went pretty far into the postseason. But even then, they just were no match for some of the other teams, in last year's case, the Tampa Bay Rays. And even more on top of that, the Astros did give up some pretty big-name players like George Springer, but I think they're hoping to see a bit of a rebound from guys like Jordan Alvarez, and Jose Altuve, really for that matter, who both sort of struggled in the regular season and definitely in the playoffs last year. I think if they're not going to make the playoffs the old-fashioned way, I think we'll see them in the wild card at the very, very least. Joining them in the wild card game could be the Oakland Athletics with their slightly aging lineup that includes the old yet still more than capable Sergio Romo and Trevor Rosenthal, as well as the very bizarre pickup of Elvis Andrews from the Rangers, in exchange for Chris Davis, uh, with a K, by the way. Not the Orioles' Chris Davis with a C, who, you know, went O for 54, you know, in Podcast 1, all that. But otherwise, on the National League side, I think a good team that has a good shot of making the playoffs could be the Nationals because I still think that they see some light when it comes to getting themselves back into the playoffs as the majority of their team remains pretty unchanged since the World Series championship, especially with Juan Soto and Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. And probably the most controversial of all of these picks is definitely having the Brewers, who I personally think will take over the Cardinals and Mr. Um, uh, uh, What's-His-Name, whatever his name is, I, I keep forgetting for some reason. That, and I think every fan in baseball would love to see Mike Trout in the playoffs for the first time since 2014 when he went 1-for-12 as the Angels swept the Royals in the ALDS before pretty quickly losing in the ALCS. Either way, though, I think it should be a very interesting and really exciting season without a single doubt in my mind. Honestly, I'm just happy that we'll be able to watch a full 162-game season once again and finally find our way to our seats in the baking rays of the summer sun. So in next week's episode, we'll go over some of the most exciting opening day games and performances in the history of the MLB and compare it to the games set to begin April 1st, 2021. Let's play ball.